welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today's guest is my friend Camila Michelle, and I'm really excited to have her feature on this podcast, mainly because only a few short months ago, I did not know who she was, and I had only heard her name through another friend, and it turned out that she and I actually are a part of a sister circle. For those who don't know exactly what a sister circle is, this particular circle or gathering grouping of women came from a very natural intention to create a space where black women in particular can come together, build community, love on each other, support each other, heal each other, laugh together, dance together, sing together into that karaoke microphone girl and really just enjoy being a black woman in a world that does not always allow us the space to do that that is where I met today's guest and when I tell you she is such a joy to be around she has a really cool story that she's going to share just a little bit with us today she can cook her ass off y'all FYI she made some kind of dressing I'm telling her she needs to bottle it. It puts Paul Newman and every other dressing to shame. Among her many talents, she is an educator, a writer, and just a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And I feel so privileged to know her. And I'm going to let you guys listen in to just a little bit of a cool chat that I had with her the other day. So get comfortable. Take a couple of long, deep, cleansing breaths and get ready to listen to another conversation. But how are you? How's your week been so far? And- Girl, I am good. I really can't complain. Had a beautiful Reiki session on Monday. Um, and my father's mom came through and said, I'm worrying too much and I'm going to worry myself to death. Stop it. So that just gave me some comfort in knowing like, not only that my ancestors are watching out for me, like I already knew that, but like the stuff that I'm manifesting, the stuff that I'm working on, just flow, right? Like, stop freaking out. I like that. That's really so, powerful. That's really, really yeah. powerful. Was that, do you have Reiki um, like regularly or is that like your first time doing it? Um, I wouldn't say regularly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's definitely not my first time. I've had it a few times, but um. The, my first time with this particular um, Reiki healer, so okay, was dope. That's really dope. That's really yeah. Dope. Well, yeah, my week has been, you know, eventful in some regard. I'm I'm planning um, a pretty big workshop, so I've been spending a lot of time on my computer, and um, and that's you know been a lot because I notice like sometimes I go into like work mode, and I'm like this like mad scientist behind my computer just <laughs> writing and creating stuff. Mm-hmm. Times I'm like, let me step away from this and let me take a break. So my friend called me this morning and was like, why don't you come out to my place for the weekend and kind of unplug? And I was like, you know what? That's exactly what I need to do. Oh, that's fabulous. How wonderful. Very excited about that. Very grateful. And he's, it's been a long time coming, but the timing is actually perfect. So I'm perfect. I'm, I'm getting some healing from being poolside and just you know, mountainside and just kind of out of the city, which is really, really nice. Oh, good. I'm glad for you. Thank you. Thank you. So we are going to dive right in. Okay. So um, I'm going to give you the floor and let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, You're going to share with us your name, 
okay. your your sign, okay. and then one of your passions. Oh wow, one of them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hello everyone. I am. My name is Camila Michelle Hatcher. Um, I am a Libra Sun, Aries Rising, Gemini Moon, and ah, one of my passions. Wow. <sighs> the first thing that just pops in my head is I'm an artist, so and I feel like I'm blessed with the gift of creativity, which covers many things. But the first thing that's popping in my head right now, because probably I'm gonna what I'm gonna do in a in a little while is cooking. Mm. I love it. I love food. I love going to farmers markets. I love grocery stores and finding new ingredients. And I love cookbooks. Oh my gosh, uh, I love cooking shows, and I love to actually cook. And I think it's a, it's a I love to feed people. Yeah, and you're really good at it, by Thank the way. You. So Thank you. So I've eaten some of your food over the last couple of months, and I'm like, so did you make this from scratch? This didn't come from, like, a box or a bottle or anything? I was like, no, no I actually made that. Yeah. It's delicious. So you definitely have um, a very natural talent for cooking. So Thank you. Cool that it's one of your it's passions. It's one of my passions, right? yeah. Yeah, and I like how you related it to creativity because it is you know like you said the creative elements the arts you know kind of span so many different you know arenas whether it's music or acting or writing or but cooking you know is another really great way to communicate even you know what I mean yeah what goes into your food and the thought and the intention and all that kind of stuff so that's pretty cool I like that so so um so I'm going to throw a couple of questions at you and um we're just going to kind of go into our very natural, unstaged, unproduced <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Lovely. I love um, it. But, um, but I wanted to ask you, where are you from originally? I am from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm a Midwest girl. Wow. And how did you end up in L.A.? So I, again, I said I'm an artist. Um, the area that manifested for me first as a child was, or the strongest, was um, acting. So when I graduated college, I moved straight a week after I graduated college, I moved straight to New York City and I lived there for 13 years and New York is such a wonderful city. I love it. I've spent most of my adult life there and I realized I was caught up in the city and there's so much to do and you can get pulled each 70 different thousand different ways. And I was pulled all of those ways and having the time of my life, but I wasn't pursuing my art. Mm. And so I thought, huh, I wonder if I go to L.A. where the film and TV industry is so booming. Right. And I'll get focused because so much of L.A., everybody had told me, is just centered around the industry, the entertainment industry. Right. Me decided to take the leap with I had not been to L.A. since I was seven. I had no car, only had a place to live wow. with a girl that I used to work with that I knew, but not like, well, well, she had an extra room. And so I just bought a one-way ticket and moved across the country. Wow. Not saying I would recommend that to anyone because <laughs> LA kicks my butt having no car here and not having a job. Boy, whew, it kicked my butt, but I've made it. I've been here almost five years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a really, that's actually a really great story because you're right. Um, LA and New York, I feel are the two like polar locations that draw in creatives of every kind mm -hmm. whether it's dance music acting writing whatever it is it's like LA New York 
which one's it going to mm-hmm. be? And mm-hmm. um, very few people actually experience both places in a lifetime. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they end up either or where they're like, I came here, I stayed here, I thought about the other place, but I never really went to it. Whereas you kind of have a unique story in that, like you said, right after college, which is, you know, early stages of your 20s, so to speak, and making that leap to go, I'm going to go dive into the city that never sleeps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you probably didn't sleep a whole lot. While you were <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm a sleeper. I love to take naps and things like this. So I got my sleep. But late, late nights. Yes. Yes. Lots of yes. late nights. And clubs then, stay open till four in New York. Yeah. Right. Lots of late nights. Exactly. It's like, oh, don't ever go to actually go to bed <laughs> for like three hours in the middle of the day. And then like, yeah, go back out again. the next. That's day. exact disco nap. It's my it was my life. Yeah. <laughs> So, so when you think about like the transition from New York to LA, what would you say are like the biggest differences that you noticed when you decided to actually pursue your craft? So in terms of craft and also it's my mindset. So I really think opportunities were available in New York. I wasn't pursuing or didn't feel I was ready or I didn't feel I was trained enough to really go after them hard. I think I moved to LA and came after things a lot harder. Mm. So I think it was, it's, it's not necessarily the difference in the industry so much as the difference is me. Mm. Um, That's what I've realized (laughs) Um, in my confidence and believing in my talent and believing I deserve to succeed. Right. That's, a lot of it because I could have stayed in New York and been been a successful actor. Right. Right. I know that now. You know, right. <laughs> right. It took some trial and tribulation. It took a lot of falling down. It took a lot of nights and days of tears and what am I doing and meditation and prayer and spiritual practices. <laughs> right. Family and leaning on my people and my friends. It, it's taken a lot of that. But I think um, New, New York is definitely more theater heavy. Okay. And even though they shoot shows in New York, they shoot commercials, but L.A. is and L.A. has a nice theater scene. Right. That's the other thing. The theater scene in L.A. is really growing. So it's a both and. Um, I really think the major thing is me. Right. I like that. No, that's and I, I like that perspective because a lot of times, you know, when you position that same question to a different, you know, creative person, they mm-hmm. would say, oh, well, LA is the only place that you can go for that, da, 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 film mm-hmm. blank. And New York is the only place you can be for X, Y, Z. And it's like, right. well, you know, I think there's a quote. I'm not good at quotes. I often paraphrase. <laughs> I often paraphrase. Like I get the idea, but sometimes I don't remember the actual quote. Right. There's a, a saying that says like, wherever you go, there you are. Mm. And so mm. I like what you said about like, it doesn't really matter if I'm in New York or if I'm in LA, but my mindset has changed. You yes. know, my level of confidence has changed my, you know, maybe commitment to, you know, mastering your craft or expanding and learning new things. It changes. And I think you're right. I think location and geography are, can be helpful, you know, and oh, yeah. but it's not like the deciding factor, you know, I mean, the way I think about it is I could be a successful working actor in Indianapolis, Indiana. There are a couple of theaters that produce plays all the time. There are now granted it's what do you want? Are you trying to be on a national level that there, I, when I was a kid, I was doing local commercials. Mm. Like you can be there and make money and mm-hmm. do okay for yourself. Now, I mean, 
cost of living there is different. Um, again, I said, are you looking for a national, international platform? You right. may not reach that from Indiana. Right. But if you, if, if my goal was just to be on stage acting, I mean, I had an acting teacher in high school who did um, theater <laughs> and she was phenomenal. Ooh. But she had a family and, and a house and a very comfortable life in Indiana. But she still was a creative. Right. I just know that I, I, I'm meant to be on a larger platform. Yeah. 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 And, that's, and I think that's really what, you know, is the driving force that sets certain people apart that says, you know what? I just want to be on small stages and playhouse groups. And I really just mm-hmm. do this because it's a hobby. But what I really love is gardening or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Versus the creative that says, this is actually what pulls me out of bed every day. And this mm-hmm. is what I'm willing to, you know, sacrifice and train and grind it out so that I can pursue this. Or like you said, set the intentions and pray and manifest is so that I can make this particular thing happen. And I think it's great that you have that somewhat unique perspective that says, it doesn't matter where I am. I just get to decide how far I want to go what platform I want to be on. And then I just have to move it forward from there. And I think that's, that's really powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. to think about. And I still get scared. I still stop my own progress. I still get in my own way, Mm -hmm. but I think I have spiritual tools and friends and family that help me recognize and therapy too. Right. (laughs) When that's happening and then to move past it and not to get stuck. So, I mean that, that, but it's part, I'm learning that that's part of the creative process. Right. I agree. So when you, so you're originally from Indiana and then is that where the majority of your family is still like in the, um, I have family. Most of my family is in Indiana. I also have family in New York. Okay. So what was it like for you to build a tribe or create family in LA once you got here? Oh gosh. (laughs) So it was a wonderful experience. Oh, just smooth (laughs) and easy. When I say LA kicked my butt, I knew like two people here. I ended up getting a job at, I worked at a children's museum for a little bit because I'm, I'm an educator. That's my background. I teach elementary school to pay my bills currently. I ended up getting a job at a very small private school, which, so my social circle was not very big. And to be honest, I am an African-American woman. I could not figure out how to meet the black people in LA. I lived in <laughs> Hollywood. Okay. And not having a car did not help at first. But then when I, even when I got a car, you know, in New York, it's very like, you know, to go to Harlem, you know, to go to Clinton Hill or Bedside, Brooklyn. And right. people in New York walk around. So people are just outside. There's festivals. You just, <laughs> you turn the corner and, you know, it's the, um, every Memorial Day in um, Fort Greene, Brooklyn is the um, Dance Africa Festival. Yes. And it's blocks and blocks. And it's just people everywhere. And you're meeting people. People are dancing. It's the best thing ever. Right. And it's like, I just couldn't find that in LA. Right. And I was just like, I would just be in my apartment crying sometimes Mm because I just was like, I don't know where to meet people. I'm in a sorority. So I got active in my sorority. That helped. Okay. But also I just, Instagram. Okay. Was my friend. It would following different people and different events and things. And I would just, I just had to go by myself and I'm a Libra and I'm very much Oh, I do things in pairs. Yeah. Libras sign a partnership. I do things with other people. Right. I had to learn to go places by myself. I kind of learned how to do that in New York, just mm-hmm. as a sense, learning how to deal with solitude and get comfortable with myself. And that was part of me loving myself. Mm-hmm. But here I really, it was tested. 
Because it's like, there's a big event. You just need to go. Right. And that's how I met my roommate, my current housemate. Mm-hmm. I went to an event about vaginal steaming. Oh. Yeah. And um, yeah. she did a yoga session after. Mm. And I was there. And I didn't come for yoga. Right. <laughs> I was there for somebody else posted on Instagram. And I was buying my, my V-Steam kit. And she came up to me and was like, oh, you should stay for yoga. And I was like, who is this lady? She was so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just like... Uh, I was like, I'm not really dressed for yoga. Right. She's like, well, you know, if you don't come to this, I teach. And she was telling me all the places she teaches. And then I ended up following her on Instagram. And I started going to her yoga class. Mm. And um, then ended up, like, building a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. So for me, taking the risk and kind of stepping out on faith and going to these events by myself, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up meeting people. And that helped expand my friendship. And honestly... She and I became, we were cool. I wouldn't even have called us friends. Like, we were cool. Yeah. And then she ended up putting on this High Vibrations event, and I helped her with that. And then from that, I think, then we developed a friendship. Yeah. And then the whole situation for her needing a housemate came up, and then it ended up working out. And then I feel like my friend circle has just grown, especially this um, sister circle that um, you are a part of. Yeah. That we have monthly. Um I'm just meeting the most amazing, wonderful women. And Keyshawn, I have to tell you, before I moved to L.A., mm-hmm. I kept getting this calling or this vision that was telling me there's a group. And it was an affirmation for me almost. There's a mm. group of women waiting for you in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And so when I got here and I couldn't find my group. <laughs> right. You're like, I was like, I don't understand. What is happening? Where are my people? But I didn't give up. I didn't pack up and move back to New York. I didn't pack up and move home. I felt like I was here for a reason. Right. And now I'm feeling like, oh, this is my tribe. These are my people. Oh, that's so dope. Oh, my God. But it, it, was, a, but it was a struggle. Yeah. yeah. It was a struggle. So clearly I have some tenacity. I have some a perseverance. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> it was really tough. It was my first Christmas here. Mm. I had no money and my dad was really ill. He's passed now, but it was before he, he had died. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, nobody could send me home for Christmas. Mm. I didn't have my own money. And I literally was sitting on a couch. I could afford an Amy's burrito. Ugh. And I have, my family has huge Christmases where we're like all yeah. together. And yeah. it's just yeah. food and music and laughter and drinks and wonderfulness. And I just sat on the couch and I called mother I cried wow oh my god and I just was like why is this happening to me (laughs) girl right if I had a dime for the night the number of times that I called my mom sitting (laughs) on the floor or in my car like what how many do you is right what did you guys do I I know (laughs) (laughs) because in New York I have family so right even if I was down to my last penny i had somewhere i could go eat i had somewhere i could go just be with people that love me right and get that love reflected back you know give them love and get the love reflected back right and i did not have that here right and i almost questioned like why didn't i come scope out la why didn't i get a job first why didn't i because i went to macy's like fine i because i i come my mother says it's my midwestern values but okay i come from a hard-working family okay so i was like i will I will work at Macy's. I will wait. What do I need to do? And I remember going to Macy's and the woman was like, so we pay $9 an hour. And I was like, <gasps> what? How are people eating? They're not. They're, 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 $9. Like what? Yeah. 
Yeah. And she looked at me, she goes, oh, you were coming from New York. You guys used to be getting paid way more. Right. <laughs> just was like. Right. Because, and even temp agencies out here mm-hmm. in New York City, you go to a temp agency, you are a college graduate, they are putting you to work the next day and yep. you're making good money. Yep. The LA is just different. You know, New York is go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. LA is a chill lifestyle. So the lady, I went to temp agency, like, fine, I'll get work. She's like, so I'll probably call you back in a couple weeks, maybe three weeks. And I was like, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I've got all this great New York work ex- experience. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Right. She was like, yeah. Um, and like, I never heard from them. Exactly. Like, I would have to call them. And she's like, yeah, we don't have anything. And I'm like, <gasps> right, right. I felt like I was in the twilight zone coming from New York. Yeah. That doesn't shock me at all. Like, I, yeah. I live, I mean, I'm from L.A. originally, mm-hmm. born in Inglewood, and then parents moved out, you know, to the middle of nowhere, San Bernardino <laughs> County. So I went to high school in the middle of nowhere. And then I went to college on the East coast because mm. I went to an HBC in North Carolina. Yes. And so when I was in North Carolina, I got to, you know, scope out places like New York and DC yes. and Virginia and Atlanta yes. and be like, so if I wanted to stay on the East coast, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, what are my options? Mm-hmm. And for me, my pull was my whole family's here. And then once I had a child, when I was 25, I was like, well, I don't want to raise my kid far away from my family. So I ended up, you know, gradually migrating back to LA. And so for me, it's, it's second nature because it's home. So I do sort of have that family safety net. But as I grow older and that safety net becomes a little smaller as it, could, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? His parents are like, we love you, but mm, this is going to revolve just a little less than it used yeah. to. And they're older. And yeah, they're older, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. I realize that there's a lot of people, I would say within the last, you know, five to 10 years that have made that leap to come to LA mm. and, you know, they're they're struggling to find their tribe like you said from the very Mm -hmm. beginning but once they do they do kind of get into like a really natural groove if they show up as a real person Mm. and what i notice is that a lot of people who migrate to la in order to attract their tribe they model the behaviors of a lot of these posers and phony and inauthentic people and they end up very different than who they actually are so I think it's really dope that you showed up as you, all the way you, and just naturally found yourself, like you said, in these spaces where you're collaborating with people who become friends, who become mm-hmm. housemates, who become part of a sister circle. Like, yeah, that's such a beautiful journey. That's really yeah. cool. That's really, really cool. So if you were to give advice to your 20 year old self, hmm. what would you say? <sighs> you've got this. You are talented. You are, you've got everything you need inside of you. Just go for it. Take the risk. Go jump leap. I love it. I love that. Yeah. That's really powerful. It's it. That's a question that I've, that I've asked a couple of guests. And what's interesting is that even though every answer is unique, the, the intention I think mm-hmm. for everyone is, to encourage that younger self to just go for it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just like balls to the wall, as they say, whatever, just, just grind it out, make it happen. Mm -hmm. Just go for it. Take the leap, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think what's really cool is that we mature. And as we grow and expand and transform is that we get to continue to give that same advice to our current self, you know what I mean? 
and and to do so with the same level of conviction that we would sit down across from our 20 year old self and be like girl let me tell you some things okay right i'm gonna tell you some things uh do not procrastinate do not mm-hmm. wait for somebody to come and save your ass. Oh yeah, just, you know what I mean. Like just yeah, just go for it. Because ain't nobody coming. Because ain't nobody coming. And if you, they, you you save you you your you save yeah. yes you save you yeah be your savior your motivator your encourager because I think that it can be hard especially I think for Black women mm. to go to a space that is outside their comfort zone mm-hmm. and to find a tribe of other black women in mm-hmm. particular who will hold space for you, support you, you know, encourage you. Yeah. Be really tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That can be really tough. So I think it's kind of dope that you, that you managed to, to find that. So yeah. if you could do it all over again, would you still choose New York first? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, there is something about, I think New York City grew me up. New York City gave me grit. New York City, my mother always left. She's like, you are like tough now. Like, I'm still a softie. I'm still a sweetheart. But she's like, you've developed a sense of toughness that you have to have in New York or you'll get got. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I have this grit, don't fuck with me-ness that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't trade it. I like that would not trade that that part of me that I mean like I said I'm Aries rising I'm fire there it's in there right it's just something that I never allowed or needed to come up and you need it in New York for survival right New York City is so fun right my perfect world and I still feel like I'm manifesting it is to be bi-coastal oh I love it I'd spend half my time in LA half my time in New York perfect and I'm with you on that I would want to spend half my time on the east coast between like Baltimore DC New York Mm-hmm. like kind of just conglomerating and moving around those little areas. Mm-hmm. And then of course, half my time in LA, actually I want to do like thirds. I want to do like a third of the time in LA, a third of the time on the East coast and a third of the time out of the country. Like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Give me Costa Rica or <laughs> or something, you know, somewhere yeah. else that ain't the United States for just a little while. Yeah. Just so I can reset. But I like that. That's a beautiful manifestation. So, yeah. so where do you see, yourself going creatively like what's your ultimate or your ultimate goal as far as I I I feel like now I'm I'm create (laughs) I feel like the way the universe is work because I've had an agent I've auditioned I've gotten into SAG beautiful things but I'm still not because my goal is to be working as a creative only making my living making my money Mm -hmm. thriving as a creative not having to have a quote-unquote day job or moonlight as a yeah Um, that, that is, that's my goal. And part of that, I think ideally for me, acting wise, I love comedy. I love improv. Like that's my, that's my, can I curse? Yes. (laughs) That's my (laughs) shit. That's my shit. Um, so I am working now and I'm all on the edge. Like, "Ah!" and I think this is what my grandmother told me. (laughs) Don't worry about, I'm working now on a pilot. And, um, cause I just feel like the universe has brought me to the point where, I'm not supposed to be in someone else's project first. Yep. Supposed to be in my own project. Yep. And I think um, the way everything was work. I mean, because I got, I came here and hustled. I was like, I'm getting an agent. I'm. What do I need to do? Who do I need to get in front? I was going to all those like, you pay twenty five dollars to get in front of casting directors. I was doing oh, it all, mm-hmm. and it was worth it though because it was working for me. But it never was quite. I kept getting callbacks. Okay. I would get second call. I would get put on hold. 
Oh, wow. Which is what they do right before they book you. Yeah. And wouldn't book it. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand what is going on. Right. And I was like, okay, this project's supposed to come out of me. So to be a series regular on a sitcom Mm -hmm. and on a network, like either a cable network or on Netflix, Netflix would be my ideal because I've ever, (laughs) I've watched different things where producers and things say that Netflix, if they buy into your show, they give you the money and they let you do your own thing. And if it does well, they renew you. If it doesn't do well, they don't. That's it. Whereas, you know, NBC is giving you notes. Oh, you can't say that. She looks better in this color. Yep. I kind of want somebody to let me pick my people, let, let me, me have my own flow. Exactly. So that's what, to be a series regular on a sitcom show, it's looking like it's going to be my project. <laughs> I think that's so dope. Yeah. And I would love to do film and film's my favorite medium. And I'm so open to doing other people's projects. I love theater still, I, you know? Yeah. So I'm open. I, so right now I'm I'm working on this project and... Yeah. <laughs> That's so dope. I'm excited. That's so dope. One day, <laughs> one day this podcast will look back and go, remember when you said in 2018? I know. Look at you and now. I yeah. know. And you know, I think that's so dope. I'm I'm so excited for you. And I think you are absolutely right about sometimes when you get to a point as a creative where you recognize that you do actually have skills in different areas that complement, you know, your main. Like if you're like, I love comedy, I love improv. Who says I can't write a pilot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not create something and why not, why not produce it myself and, you know, shop it around and see what that looks mm-hmm. like. Like who says I can't do that? Because the reality is that the world that we live in now where so many things are self-produced, people are putting together their own sizzles. They're entering, yeah. into, they're entering into film festivals across the country yeah. the world. they're getting picked up they're actually pitching directly to streaming networks like netflix and hulu every yeah. and amazon you know studios is presenting you know producing all kind of shit it's like we actually have a very unique um we're living in a unique time right now yes the traditional ways of getting from script to screen yeah. are a lot different yeah, they're a lot broader different. they're more awesome. broad exactly yeah. they're more broad and they are kind of still under that model of make it yourself. We're going to give some money. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure you end up on the screen. If people like it, we'll do it again. If not, yeah. he's out. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not going to be up your butt the whole time and, you know, trying to create it for you. Yeah. We're going to just let you. We're, we're going to be a distributor, which is all we're meant to be anyway. Right. I think that's pretty dope. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. A lot of the people that are doing that are that are doing it big right now. You look at like the Issa Rays and the Lena Waste and the Justin mm-hmm. Simpson of the world and the Ben Corys and Ash like you think of them, it's like they were doing stuff on black and sexy TV. They were doing stuff on YouTube. They sure were. You know what I mean? They were doing it. I used to be a big fan of the black and sexy TV. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was like I think it was Hello Cupid was like Ashley um, Lane and someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Hello Cupid was one of my favorite ones. It was so cute. It was so mm-hmm. cute. And then, you know, like awkward black girl became insecure and Mm -hmm. there you go, you know, so it's like, Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think sometimes in order for us to really push ourselves into the limelight, so to speak, is that it's got to come through our own eyes, through our own Mm -hmm. medium, just Mm -hmm. to to really show us that we can do more. 
We can yeah. Yeah, we can Tyler Perry our projects. We can. Why not? I love that. Well, I don't want to keep you. I just want to say thank you so much for saying yes to being a part of this podcast, and thank you for sharing just a little snippet of your artist journey, which is continuing in beautiful directions. I can see. So yeah, I appreciate you for that. Um, before we sign off, I want you to let people know if they wanted to reach you, how to find you, how to get in touch with you, if you're on social media or whatever. Sure. I'm I'm always on Instagram at it's Camila Michelle, K-A-M-I-L-A-H-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. Here's the thing, it's private because I teach elementary education and I'm very much myself on Instagram <laughs> because I, you know, I teach people's children and they feel a kind of way some of the stuff I post, they may, they may feel weird about. Right. So just friend request me <laughs> and I'll, I'll allow you to follow as long as you're not one of my parents. I was going to say, <laughs> once you verify that you're not a parent, then yes, you can. Because people get so mad. Why is your page private? I'm like, I don't want anybody coming to my boss and saying, this girl posted. Girl, let me tell you. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and I post sexual stuff I post a lot of spiritual stuff because I am that is the multiple facets of Camila I'm many different people um which is beautiful and I express that and I'm proud of that and (laughs) I just don't need any drama so right We we need the day job to stay intact yeah until the creative job surpasses it and And there's a lot of teachers at my school that try to follow me and I'm like oh I'm sorry I keep my Instagram life private right right and I tell them you can follow me on Facebook because I'm never on Facebook there you go you can follow me on Facebook (laughs) and see all the imaginary threads that I right the nothingness that's there yeah so I love it well I appreciate you Camila thank you so much um I know that I definitely feel, you know, a sense of inspiration from you just sharing your story of never giving up and, you know, being tenacious and really, you know, almost relentless with your goals, you know, and where you see yourself going. So, yeah. So thank Thank you. you. This was helpful for me because I forget sometimes I get wrapped up in where I am right now. And I'm like, girl, do you know who you are? Come on. So this was just super helpful for me. So thank you. I'm so glad. Well, you know, that's, My intention with this podcast is, you know, to share with whoever listens some of the inspirational conversations that I get to be a part of and the people that I get to be inspired by. And it's always really amazing to hear even just a a snippet of someone's story. And a lot of times when you do get a chance to tell your story, those are sometimes the only the only moments when you look back and say, Oh, oh I, I did kind of do something. Yeah, right. I, I am did. Kind of dope, actually. So, actually, actually, you better ask somebody. <laughs> you better ask somebody. Did you know yeah. that I moved out here from New York City and made it happen from zero to with here? nothing, <laughs> with absolutely nothing? I had to dip into my four hundred one k. Like, hey, crazy, precisely. Well, I applaud you for that. I'm so Thank proud of you. you. I look forward to continuing to be a compassionate witness to your journey thank you and, yeah girl and i can't wait to eat some more of your food and yeah <laughs> so. all right thank you Keyshawn. my pleasure thank you girl okay Thank you so much, Camila. That was such a cool conversation. I'm so glad that you shared what you shared. I'm pretty inspired by the fact that this woman went from Indiana to New York City 
to LA and managed to find community in LA of all places. <laughs> I am a SoCal native, I'm an LA native, but I know sometimes LA gets a bad name for not really being a place that people who really care about people comes from. So I'm so glad that Camila found people like myself who are real people who genuinely care. I wish you light, luck, love, and prosperity onto your life. I cannot wait to see what amazing projects and products are going to come out of you. And I'm just so happy to be a compassionate witness to your life as it continues to unfold. So thank you, girl, for saying yes. Thank you for everything that you shared. I know that anyone who hears this is going to feel inspired. Anybody who might be in Indiana or in the middle of Arkansas or something who is thinking about going for your dream, thinking about taking that step, let this story be an inspiration to you that anything is truly possible once you set your heart and mind on it. Peace. You have your choice of podcasts that you can listen to, tune into, subscribe to, and share. And I want to take a moment to just express my sincere gratitude for you choosing this one. In this moment right here and now, I see the light, I see the love, I see the wisdom, I see the beauty, the prosperity, and the abundant joy shining within you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste. Peace, y'all.